to Power Nights. I am Pastor Gabe, as Edward um, introduced me, so eloquently introduced me. Um, We're glad that you are here joining us tonight, Um, or maybe you're watching it later and you are seeing this later. If you're seeing it later, hey, welcome from the past. Um, We're here every week at 7.30 on Wednesdays, and we want you to be able to be here. Uh, joining us live. Um, We are still not meeting in person, and I know that many of you have started school today and or yesterday and or a couple of uh, weeks ago. For some of you, I know that are doing honors classes and dual credit and other things. Some of you may have started already, but we want you to know that we are praying for you, and we are uh, here if you need anything. Um, And today, we're starting a brand new series called Circles. And this is a series about small groups. And because it's about small groups, it's about community, it's about being able to stay connected with each other. And that's something that we have been saying for a while here in Power Youth. But we have not really, and honestly, we haven't had the opportunity to follow through on that. And at the end, I'm going to give a special announcement about what we are going to do to to start, to to do that, to do that better, to better connect with you guys. Uh, But today, we're going to go ahead and start our series. And I want to start today talking about community. uh, Community is in unity. Unity is is a word that we maybe don't use a lot. It's not very... I know that uh, we hear it, it's, it's, a, it's the root word of the name of our nation, you know, the United States of America. And for all, for everything that is going around in our nation, we know that our nation might not be very united. And it's very hard to be united because there's a lot of different people, there's a lot of different uh, ideas and thoughts and opinions. And, you know, like I shared on Sunday in our Spanish service, I am of the opinion that pineapple should not go on pizza. Um, and I know that there are many of you that agree with me. And those of you who disagree with you, I'm going to pray for you. That's, that's, all, that it, that's all. I just need to pray for you. But today we're talking about that. We're talking about despite the differences, how can we be united? Because unity is not easy. If you've ever been part of a group project, I hate group projects. As an introvert, I hate group projects because that means that I have to talk to people. Uh, that I have to interact with them to, to, to uh, get them to cooperate with me or to get them to be able to work on something. And that's not easy, especially when you're in a group project and you don't get to choose the people. You know, you always like it when your teacher says, okay, this is the group project and you can choose who you want. Because then you choose your friends, obviously. That's who you would want to be with. That's who you're going to have the easiest time working with because you know them. And it's easier to stay united and actually finish the project if you actually ever work on the project and you don't just goof off all the time. I mean, that happens too when you're in a group of your, with your friends. But I w- the worst kinds of group projects is when you don't get to choose who you're in a group with and you end up with a group of people that you don't know. I was in a group project in college. And... Um, it was an English project, and I already hate group projects, but this was even worse. I was taking these classes online, and I didn't have, like, any faces to names for any of these people, and so we were put into a group project together. The, the, the professor put us into a group chat 
uh, on Blackboard, and we were told, all right, this is, this is what you have to do. You have to decide who's going to do what, and then each of you is going to write like a two-page section of this report, and then you're going to turn it in. Um, and so at the very beginning, everybody was communicating. We were telling each other what we needed to do, and everybody decided what we needed to do. And then silence. For the longest time, I kept trying to communicate with people. I sent emails to people. I sent people in the group chat. And nobody was answering me that had anybody done the work? Had anybody actually completed the project? Had they done their part so we could turn it in? As the time was nearing for me to be able to turn in my part, I was like, man, I'm just going to turn in my part and then uh, tell the professor that, you know, nobody, would, nobody was answering me because that was the truth. Nobody was answering me. I ended up turning in the project and about a week later and I sent the email to her and I told her what was the situation going on. She didn't answer. And I ended up getting, uh, looking at my grade later and I found out that I had like a 30 on the project. And I, I emailed her. I was like, what's going on? Like, didn't you see my email? And she's like, well, I didn't see your email until right now. But someone else turned in the whole completed project and they told me that no one else did the work. And I was like, look, I, I had to take screenshots. I had to bring all the receipts and tell them, this is what happened. Like, I, would tr I tried communicating. Nobody would answer me, and so I did my part. She ended up giving me, like, a 60 or a 70, which was better than a 30, but still, it was difficult because none of us could decide to be united. None of us wanted to be able, none of us worked together well. None of us knew each other, and then no one did anything so that we could actually benefit each other and become united in getting a good grade. And the thing about it is, is that the group was never united. And a lot of times that's what happens as Christians. We don't end up being united. We go our own ways. We do our own things. And we don't even talk to people a lot when it comes to church. And I know we haven't been here in person for a long time. But one thing that I always remember seeing, not, not just here in Power Youth, but in church and, and a lot of other churches too. What people will do is that they come to church, they get what they want, and then they leave. They don't talk to nobody, they don't interact with nobody. And that is not how we have been called to live, how we have been asked to live. We have been called to live united. We have been called to live in community. We have been called to work to together towards the goal of becoming more like Jesus and the, the, the goal of telling others about Jesus. But, can, but it can often feel like we aren't on the same page and we're going life alone. We're going life alone. First, First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. The Apostle Paul wanted to tell us and that he prayed for us. He says, I want you to be a church. I want you to be a people that is agreeing with each other, that is focused on the same thing, that is wanting the same thing. Even if everybody has a different part, that you are of the same mind, looking towards the same goal, looking towards the same opportunities, looking towards being this, this family that we've called to be, being to, to, on the mission that God has given us to, to reach people, to change, to see lives changed for Jesus, to have them experience his power, to have them experience his love. He says, I don't want you to be any division. Yet, that's something that happens all the time. There's division all the time. 
You know, and it's it's the craziest thing. I read kind of uh, read stories about leadership and churches and other things like that. Man, there have been so many churches that I have found out that have broken up, that have split in half because they couldn't agree on the paint color of the walls. They couldn't agree on the carpet color. They couldn't agree, you know, on what they wanted to do as a church. So we ended up divided. They ended up divided and splitting up. And that's not what God has called us to do. He wants us to be able to be united. To be able to be united. Psalm 133 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. How good and pleasant it is for God's people to live in unity. God does not like it when he looks at us and he sees us fighting or he sees uh, us disagreeing. And, you know, when it comes to youth group, he doesn't like it when he sees youth ministries and there's all kinds of drama going on. And people are picking sides and choosing who they want to be with and, and more focused on their cliques and groups of people than they are on everybody else. God doesn't like those kind of things because he wants us to be united. He wants us to to love each other. That's what we've been called to do, to love each other. And when we don't, what ends up happening is we cause division. We cause brokenness. We, We might be a church where people are here together, but we're not really supporting each other. We're not really working together. When I was in high school, I was president... And I've said this, I, I, many, many people know this already. I was president of a campus club or a campus ministry called Lifelight. And it was a Christian club that met on campus and we would meet weekly like it was like youth group, but at school. And we would do this uh, uh, every week. And how I first started getting involved was because I went to a couple of parties and there was free food. And I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Do they do this all the time? So I kept going. And then I ended up being president of this club. And in the first year that I was president, I felt that God was leading me to do something in uh, to, to do something for our school. I felt God lead me to do an after-school event to 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 put some music, to put some games, to have something to to call people's attention to what we were doing as Lifelight, to to call people's attention to Jesus. And what ended up happening is that I shared this vision and I shared this idea and what God was putting on my heart with the rest of the leaders on the team. And we were ultimately excited for it. But after a while, we became scared. We became bogged down in our fears and we didn't, we didn't push each other forward and believe that God would do something great. And that's not the point of the story because it keeps going. I could teach a lot from that. I could say, you know, don't give in to fears when God has called you to do something because he's going to be there. But the problem is we didn't. And guess what? Someone else who I knew, who knew about my idea, knew about this thing that God had spoken to me, he decided that he was going to go at it alone. And he was going to start and do this event. He got permission. He sat up in the school auditorium. And he had, and there was a decent showing up of people that came afterwards. But he didn't have, he didn't really have, it, to me it seemed like he didn't really have a plan. I showed up. I was like, I got to support. I got to be there. But then what happened is that it ended up turning into an argument. People started asking him questions. And they started arguing with him. And they started yelling at him. And then... As time went on, me and a couple of other people, we kind of ducked our heads down and said, let's leave. 
years back looking at that, I was like, I felt so bad because that's not what God called us to do. He didn't call us to, to abandon each other when we're facing difficult things. He didn't call us to, to, to just ignore each other or to, to not support each other when we see something that God has asked someone to do or, or, or stay away from it. What I did is not what God wants us to do. What I did was opposite of unity. What I did was disunity. I allowed there to be division. I allowed him to do what he wanted to do. And then when he got into a tight spot, I didn't do anything about it. And God had convicted me from that. For, for many years, he's convicted me of that. And I've learned my lesson from it. Because God has wants us to be able to support each other. To the, the dreams that we have. The desires that we have, the things that we want to do, the things that we want to see, the places we want to go, who we want to be, the relation, our relationship with God, the difficulties we face. God wants us to be united. And when we're united, we are able to defeat all these things. We are able to stand up in the face of this darkness. We are able to stand up in the face of difficulty. You know, it reminds me of a Bible verse uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes. I, I can't remember where it's at right now, but I, I, I'll find it for you later. It says this. It says, one can rout tens, hundreds, but two can rout and ten, can, can fight against tens of thousands. He's saying when you are united, when you are united, one person to, by himself can maybe do a lot. But when you're united with somebody else, you're going to end up being able to face more together. He says that two, a, a, a rope of three strands is not easily broken. That's like when you rip a piece of paper and you rip it in half and it's easy to rip. And you put two pieces of paper again. I wish I had a piece of paper here. And you rip it again. 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 But when you put it and you stack it, it gets harder and harder and harder because as the paper stacks on top of each other, it becomes dip more difficult to tear. And that's like us. If we band together, we'll be able to face more difficult things. But it's not easy. It's not easy because there are people that we don't agree with, people that maybe you don't like, people that you, you, you wouldn't be caught dead with at school, let alone at church. You're like shy away from them. You don't want to deal with them. Say, oh, man, they're too much drama. There's too much drama. But that's not what God has called us to do. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14 to 17 says, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to, pre to, to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's not easy, but we have been called to clothe ourselves in love. Love is the thing the Bible tells us that covers a multitude of sins. Maybe someone has wronged you, but if you walk in love, you'll be able to find a way to fi find forgiveness. Maybe someone rubs you the wrong way, but that doesn't mean that you have been called to ignore them. No, we've been called to love each other. The Bible tells us that we will be known by how we love each other. How can we expect ourselves 
to, to love people outside the church when we can't even be united in loving each other inside the church. It's hard to love people. It's not always easy. But this is what God has asked us to do. And one way we can do that better is to start thinking of ways. How, it's, it's like we read here in Colossians. How can we think of ways to be thankful for each other? How can we think of ways to be thankful? Yeah, and it might not seem, it, it seems like, but that doesn't even make sense, Pastor Gabe. How, how, how can I be thankful for someone that I don't like? How can I be thankful for someone that, you know, they, they just rubbed me the wrong way? How can I be thankful for them? You know, I used to think that way too. And there was a guy, I, I've, I've told this story before, there was a guy that I, I used to call himself my arch enemy in high school. I, I felt like, I, I don't know, he was like a supervillain. He called me an arch, arch, my, his arch nemesis. He's always trying to beat me in everything and do everything in his power to stop me. And the thing about it is, later, I, I became thankful for that. It seems weird, but he spurred me on to be a better person because he told me that I was his enemy. And I was like, well, then, if you're my enemy, then I'm going to treat you with kindness, even though you treat me with a hatred. When you treat me with unkindness, when you do all this kind of stuff to hurt me, all I'm going to repay it with is kindness. And I was thankful for that. Sometimes what we can do is say, God, help me to see the thing I can be thankful for. Help me to see that, that, that we're not so different. Help me to see that we're in this body together, like Paul says. We're all one body, so let's, let's clothe ourselves in love. Let's, let's walk in this peace that Jesus has given us. That way, we can experience unity. That way, we can experience unity. Tonight, I want to I pray for you tonight. I want to be able to pray that we might be better united. And to, to, to work towards that. I know we've been just doing live streams for a long time. But... I'm, I'm going to ask you to join me. This Tuesday, we're going to start doing what we're going to call Power Cruise, Zoom Power Cruise. With all of our students, with all of you, we want everyone, everyone to be there. If you are not watching this, I'm going to be texting y'all. I'm going to be messaging y'all. I'm going to be telling y'all, hey, this is what's going on. If you are in middle school and high school, we want you to be there. Because we do not want you to feel like you're alone, that we've let you, let you uh, abandon you or are not thinking of you. Believe me, I think of y'all every day and I'm praying for y'all. We, are, we want to work to, towards unity, and we want you to know that we are here for you. So I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that you would not feel alone. I want to pray that God would bring, make you, help you feel connected again. I, would pray, I want to pray that God brings us together united as power youth to do great things that I know and believe you as the students of power youth can do. So would you pray with me? Just close your eyes for, for a moment. God, thank you for this opportunity to be listening to this word tonight. Thank you for your word and thank you for what it encourages us to do. It might not be easy, God, to be able to be united with each other. It might not be easy to love each other. But God, help us see past the differences. Help us see past the brokenness, the hurt, the things that we might be facing. Help us pe see past our prejudices. Help us see past all of that, God, and be united. Help us to be connected with each other so that we can grow in our faith and we can grow in, in, your, in, in unity 
so that we can grow it and into the place where we can do the great things that you have called us to do as power youth.